0: Hello everybody on Amazon, and this is Man's Gotta Talk for Wednesday, 9th of August, 2023. It's been quite a long time, let's just say that. I've not recorded, really, or uploaded, really, a new episode for over a month. And you're probably wondering why. Well, I've been busy with quite, quite a lot of things, really. Uh, including moving to a new flat, so this kind of is like the first episode uh, where I'm recording out of the new apartment. It's actually nice, and uh, hopefully... Uh, This is the one where we actually finally get around to having a like a proper studio and we probably have a video version hopefully. That's that's kind of important because it's been a while and it's been a long long time and it's almost going to be three years since I started this podcast. So it's time to really step up our uh, podcast game but yeah Uh, but while we were uh, but um, yeah while we were kind of where lots of things happened but yeah. Uh, but we're finally back from an unexpected break, in a way, uh, while we were all fair, as I was saying a little earlier, Threads launched a competing uh, app to X, or Twitter, as you would call it. Twitter itself actually rebanded to X, which is surprisingly funny. Um, the Nothing Phone 2 dropped along with the Galaxy Z Flip 5 and Fold 5. Um, so a lot really happened uh, while I didn't record a podcast, which is pretty interesting. But if I get to making a podcast... it you know, uh, it becomes a slow-moving train, you know, and not much going on, but then when I don't record a single podcast, suddenly lots happen, and I kind of missed out on a lot. Uh, but yeah, um, it's quite interesting uh, these past couple of weeks. But anyways, uh, the Galaxy Z Flip 5 and Fold 5, speaking of which, uh, which was revealed a fortnight ago. And we're not getting. We're not going to talk about it in in a lot of detail because I think everyone, their grandma knows these foldables and the other devices that have launched at Unpacked. Although Samsung didn't send me any review and it's I'm not that big of a tech reviewer or or a podcaster or YouTuber that, as as it is. Um, I actually, weirdly enough, I went on. I would got some hands-on time let's say with the foldables but it's one of those like retail demo units so you go to a store and they have these demo units set up so you can you know, play around with the, the devices before you buy them and uh, through that I've had some experience with these foldables my general impressions of these is that the Z Fold 5 hasn't changed that much from the Z Fold 4 almost the same hardware but with a Foster Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 chip a brighter display, slightly brighter display pretty much it's only a little bit brighter compared to the previous one and Gorilla Glass Victus 2 on the front and the back Uh, Again, as I said, not much of a difference if you ask me. Heck, even the cameras haven't really gotten a big upgrade. Mind you, this costs uh, $1,800, roughly $1,800 around that price, or $1,000 roughly for the Z Flip 5. So, same prices like last year in the US, pretty much, but a little bit more expensive in other parts of the world. It expects Samsung to add better cameras at this point, or even an S Pen, but alas, this isn't the case. One thing I want to note is that both phones now have a zero-gap hinge design, so it should help with durability, and it's kind of a selling point. If you see the adverts for these phones, you'd see that the uh, foldables itself are like completely shut flat and sort of sleek. There's no like visible creases or, or, or holes, kind of. Or gap kind of, if you if you think about it. Uh, moving on, the Z Flip 5 has gotten a decent upgrade with a larger hour display, nearly covering the outside to a degree. That alone is a good reason why you should consider buying the Z Flip 5 or upgrading to it. If you spend a few minutes modifying or adding a launcher to the flip, you could completely use the hour display as your primary uh, sort of screen or display sort of to use your flip. Um, it felt more polished and like an Android phone. Now you're probably wondering whether you should buy the Z-Fold 5 or Flip 5 or skip them as always. Um, I will state that if you already have the, uh, last year's Z-Flip or Z-Fold uh, 4, you don't need the Z-Flip 5 or Fold 5. If, you ha- if you're looking to spend some cash on these, I'd easily recommend the Z-Flip 5 which comes with the Foster A Gen 2 processor and the larger hour display making it a worthwhile purchase. As with Z Fold 5, and this is my own opinion, and you can disagree me, with me if you want, I would skip it for the Z Fold 4 uh, or wait till the Z Fold 5 goes on sale. The the 5 goes on sale or I'd buy the 4 for now because at this point um, Samsung isn't the only option pretty much when it comes to foldables. You've got Xiaomi, Oppo, Honor and even Google selling folding phones. In, in a case, you could say, you don't need a Galaxy to enjoy the wonders of Android foldables, that is. Let's talk about foldables from rivals. First up, Xiaomi has been teasing its upcoming Mix Fold 3. The foldable will be revealed in an event next week, August 14th. That's kind of like coming this coming Monday. But aside from that, the Mix Fold 3 is expected to come with a quad camera setup that's, you know, powered by Leica, on the back of the phone, improved battery, and sleeker design compared to the Galaxy Z Fold 5. And if it's a chunky boy, the Xiaomi is a bit more sleeker and slimmer in that sense. Honestly, quite excited to see what Xiaomi's been cooking up with the Mix Fold 3. Can't wait for that one, of course. That's early next week, pretty much. Meanwhile, Honor will be show, uh, will be hosting a keynote event at IFA, which is the big consumer electronics show in in Germany on September uh, on September the first where it'll be showing off the global variant of the Honor Magic V2 foldable. So, again, another uh, folding phone from China that will hopefully be available on the global market and finally uh, bring some much-needed competition to Samsung, that is. So, can't wait for these foldables, let's just say that. Now, let's move on and talk about the iPhone 15 and 15 Pro. One of the most interesting sort of new devices that I'll definitely launch later this year. Uh, If not probably in September and it's interesting not as exciting as it used to be in the past couple of years but it's honestly uh new iPhones you know something we all look forward to whether we like it or whether we like it or not the rumor mill though has picked up tons of steam since uh, the previous episode on top of expected features on the 15 like USB-C an action button like on the apple watch ultra and rumored titanium frame for the pro the iPhone 15 line might be revealed in Apple Keynote on either September 12th or 13th, um, and apparently it'll be kind of like a pre-recorded event, like previous, like past couple of years, according to Mark Gurman. I, I kind of like this. I kind of like The production value is pretty good uh, compared to most brands out there and most folks out there, and it, it's pretty good. So I mean, if ain't broke, don't fix it, right? So that's pretty interesting in a way. A on X or Twitter at u redditor has reported that the A17 processor on the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max is going to be a 3 nanometer processor manufactured by TSMC featuring 6 CPU and GPU cores is clocked at 3.7 gigahertz and apparently has 6 gigabytes of LPDDR5 DRAM instead of the rumored 8 gigabytes of RAM that was that could have been coming on the 15 Pros but we only now apparently there'll be six gigabytes of RAM, so that's something to uh, point out or something to keep in mind if you're looking to buy the iPhone 15 Pro this year. You won't be getting eight gigs of RAM, so that's a kind of a bummer. Now, one thing to note is that the A17 will only be available for the it will only be for the 15 Pro and Pro Max, just like last year. So if you want the more exciting new iPhone, you will have to upgrade to the Pro variant, whereas the regular 15 will can be for those who have had an iPhone for like the, they've had the iPhone it's been like two or three years and you need a new one so they run out and buy the latest one and it's kind of like you know baseline has already become like sort of typical so if you want the exciting new iPhone as I've said earlier you might as well want to look at the pro variant I might want to shell out the extra. Uh, apparently I read online that um, Apple is looking to raise prices on the 15 pro and charge like an extra hundred dollars for it so Right now the 14 Pro is $1,000 from Apple as it is and with the increases we expect to pay 1100 for the uh, 14 Pro. Now I live in Bahrain and that means that it's slightly going to be much more than $1,100 so it's something to keep in mind. We'll have to watch the keynote to find out the prices, they stay the same like last year or they do increase it a little bit and say oh we're just giving a better camera and yada yada. They'll probably try to make their own sort of make-believe justification for the price increase, that you're getting more, you're getting double storage, like, we get it. And speaking of storage, by the way, uh, along with that, there's a rumor that the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max will be available with four storage tiers, starting from 256 gigabytes, all the way up to two terabytes. Two terabytes. Uh, We barely have a one terabyte variant. You're going to get double that storage with two terabytes. I don't think there are enough, like, I don't... I think you can easily run out and buy NAND flash tips with two terabytes on them? They're very expensive, though. So, if you ask me, I don't think we'll be getting a two terabyte iPhone just yet. It's kind of a kind of a ballpark thing. Um, we're kind of maybe a few years away from that happening. But I can kind of see why, you know, there are folks out there who will buy a two terabyte iPhone. You're recording 4K video. You're taking high-resolution photos. You're you're also probably transferring. If you get the apple vision pro by the way you might be try- playing around with 3d photos and i have a feeling that spa- uh, that 3d photos that might be made on the apple vision pro could also come onto the iphone pros starting out in like a future software upgrade i kind of think it will happen i don't know maybe maybe it might not pan out the way i expected but if uh, they do roll out that functionality in the future then um, that will take up lots of storage, and so Apple will have to offer. Uh, Apple might need to offer a two terabyte variant, if you know what I mean. But I don't think we'll be getting it uh, this year. Maybe the next two years. Who knows? And speaking of the Apple Vision Pro, by the way, the battery pack that'll come with the Vision Pro is now apparently called the Magic Battery, as referenced as referenced in the code for tvOS 17 beta 5, according to uh, X user p uh, 613 Apparently the Magic battery will have a battery life of two hours and at this point you might as well use the Apple Vision Pro as a wired headset plugged in uh, straight with a charger. It makes more sense. The, the battery pack is kind of impractical. You might as well get the third party one because you'll get much more battery life. The one Apple will offer is going to be limited and it's optimized and so on and so forth. I mean, I'm a bit of a skeptic honestly. I, if I'd had the Apple Vision Pro, I'd, I'd just use it plugged in cuz they won't figure the battery life out in the first one. Maybe Apple Vision Pro 2 or 3 will you'll have like maybe 8 hours of battery life comfortably, but the first one, they will be it'll be very limited. It's it's a first gen product. This is something to be expected in a way, but uh, not so magical as expected. Let's just say that. And finally, uh, electric vehicles. So uh, General Motors, GM, uh, specifically one of the sub-brands, Cadillac, have shown off a brand new electric vehicle that will be joining their lineup of premium uh, electric vehicles. And they've basically shown off the all-electric version of the Escalade, the iconic full-size SUV from Cadillac. And this electric version is obviously called the Escalade IQ. And it's kind of similar to what Chevrolet, obviously another sub-brand of GM and also Ford have been doing by creating essentially all electric versions of iconic of iconic makes or best-selling vehicles in the United States. And this is surely one of many. And the Escalade is quite interesting design-wise according to what I've watched videos on, before I've recorded this I've watched some online videos about the new Escalade IQ. It's basically the long wheelbase Escalade the three row long wheelbase Escalade, and it's got, and it's more, and apparently, it's got a sleeker profile. It's more aerodynamic compared to a the petrol version Escalade, uh, ditching the sort of the rear uh, tail design that it had, which made the Escalade quite iconic, especially the recent generation uh, full-size SUV iconic. And pretty much, it comes with a long, dynamic hood, ending with a faster sloping roofline at the rear that's a, that's basically the press release here that's quite interesting in a way but more than everything it's the fact this is one of the late one It's uh, the latest GM vehicle to be based on the Ultium uh, powertrain the Ultium architecture pretty much and this one is going to be using the max start variant of the Ultium uh, architecture featuring a 24 module a battery system giving you 200 kilowatt hours of power this is one this is gonna be one of the heaviest gm evs on the market uh including well if you include the hummer ev and the hummer EV cv so it's right up there as one of the heaviest uh evs you can buy from general motors today uh in the next, in the follow in the next year or so as this car is a 2025 model year vehicle interestingly on top of all of the following uh given that there's a 200 kilowatt hour battery you also uh, it supports 800 volt dc fast charging on top of the usual ac and regular fast charging so you get 100 miles of range or 160 kilometers of range in just 10 minutes of dc charging so that will definitely work out of the gate on top of that uh, like most of gm's ultium vehicles you can there's also vehicle to home bi-directional charging capabilities and vehicle to load offboard power so there's there's power sockets on the front of the Escalade IQ so you can obviously plug uh, appliances or you can power stuff from those uh, sockets so that's pretty interesting um, if you ever need it though that is and all together with the Altium uh, battery the 200 kilowatt hour battery pack you get 450 miles of range that's over 700 Kilometers. So the Escalade IQ. This is the actually one spec of the Escalade IQ that you'll be getting at launch or in 2025. Uh, that and this one will have the 200 kilowatt-hour battery, uh, and again have a range over 700 kilometers. Uh, and interestingly, it's quite rigid, so it's basically it creates like a floor on the bottom, and it's a dual motor. And speaking of which, uh, the Escalade IQ has this dual motor uh, electronic all-wheel drive system. And the electronic all-wheel drive system is pretty cool. Again, inspired by the Hummer EV. So if you know of the Hummer EV and some of the capabilities of it, uh, some of those features are sort of coming to the Cadillac, uh, to specifically to the Escalade IQ. First is four-wheel steer. Um, so apparently it reduces the turning dia- diameter to roughly 12 meters um, or 39.4 feet for if you live in the U.S. That's 30- around 40 feet at lower speeds. And apparently it reduces the turning diameter for greater maneuverability by more than 6.5 feet or over a meter or two. So that's pretty cool. And again this is a pretty cool SUV or electric SUV for urban travel. The Escalade is quite popular in New York. It's kind of an icon of the city because you know a lot of wealthy people and executives go, go around. If you've watched Succession you'll probably know some of the characters get around, go get around uh, from HQ to like certain places in, in Escalade. It's quite popular and it's kind of like a staple of New York in a way. And um, again, this is kind of similar and this is one of the features that, where you have that uh, electronic all-wheel drive. Another one is arrival mode. So again, uh, it allows the IQ to sort of move diagonally, so it's, it's much easier to get out of tight spaces. It kind of sim- it's kind of similar to the crab walk functionality on the Hummer EV, so it's using all of that architecture and engineering that's been done. On the previous CVs, but for the Cadillac. Another one interestingly, that I want to add finally before we move on is adaptive air right suspension. So the vehicle will send can be lowered uh, to two inches or it can be raised only an inch above. Uh, so you can uh, so you get uh, much faster uh, speed, but as I said, much more comfort. And uh, apparently, the Suspension can kind of go down so you can step into the car easily. That's one thing I've heard online. That's pretty interesting in a way. Uh, But generally speaking, there will be one spec of this uh, Escalade that's all electric. Dual wheel, uh, dual motor, sorry. Electric all wheel drive, you know, with all the crab walk functionality. And as I said, 200 kilowatt hour battery, you get 750 horsepower. Uh, with uh, with the modes that Cadillacs has suggested. And you get 785 uh, pound-feet of torque, uh, and that's up to that, pretty much. So up to 785 uh, pound-feet of torque. Uh, 0 to 60 miles per hour in less than 5 seconds, and you can tow up to 8,000 pounds of anything, really. You can tow a boat or an RV up to 8,000 pounds. It's roughly, in kilograms, you know, that's... Uh, hang on. In... Or is it? Tons. Uh, you can basically carry four tons of anything, really. So you can uh, tow up to four tons, roughly, uh, for the rest of the world, that is. So it's um, it's a pretty impressive SUV. And you will probably get decent range with that towing capacity, uh, interestingly. And as, as always, like most EVs, it does come with one-pedal driving and variable regen. Again, that's the Ultium architecture doing its bit, uh, interestingly enough. Interest on, on top of all of that, the design of the of the Escalade IQ is kind of similar to the cel- Celestique. If you've seen those in photos, and it's kind of similar with a futuristic, luxurious design. The full, uh, this one though, interestingly, has like a full display uh, on the driver's side, uh, so that's pretty interesting. Along with like a little separate screen to where it's the passenger the front passenger on the right hand side gets like a little individual display and you can like watch movies and stuff on that without any issues it's a 55 inch total diagonal led display powered by android interestingly and there's also a little screen right on the driver's like gauge above it so you you can you know control the uh, the cooling and the heating and stuff like that and also there's like a available package so you can get uh, screens on in in the rear seats and a center screen and uh, charging pad, uh, you know, wireless charging pads, massaging seats, and much, much more. And you also get a third row. This is because as I said it's based on the sort of long wheelbase Escalade, so you get a third row in this car, along with a panoramic fix, uh, panoramic. Sorry if I butchered some of these. Uh, the pronunciation for some of these things: panoramic fixed glass roof. And apparently it's tinted with UV-filtering flim so that's pretty interesting. So good on very hot days, you know, you don't want the car to feel uh, like an oven when you get right into it, which is pretty interesting. And yeah, and apparently it also comes with uh, a 40-speaker AKG audio system as an option if you want to do that. Uh, but a standard, you'll get a 19-speaker AKG uh, studio system, so that's pretty interesting. And as it's on top of all these luxurious features like this big 55 inch screen and a 200 kilowatt hour battery you get, you also get get self-driving functionality um, in this one too. Uh, Super cruises are going to be available as it's called, uh, as GM likes to call it. And you can essentially travel hands-free with a compatible package on over 400,000 miles of compatible roads in the US and Canada. So, it's kind of fun if you want an alternative to Tesla's autopilot and rivaling sort of uh, self driving autonomous driving systems, pretty much. And when apparently, if uh, when Super Cruise is engaged, again, it looks at you and makes sure that you're you are you know um, you are uh, conscious, and then it obviously does the self driving, it doesn't do it with you sleeping, so it won't happen. Uh, but it's pretty interesting that it's available on the uh, Escalade iQ. Uh, but it's pretty interesting electric SUV, uh, I mean, three-row electric SUV, long wheelbase, 200 kilowatt hour battery. And uh, yeah, and on top of all of that, you have other interesting features. Uh, again, this is kind of like a nicely spec'd Escalade. And apparently it's open, airy, and spacious, according to the designers of the car and again it has a lot of technologies that have come from the Celestic as I've predicted sort of uh, based on what I've read and seen online uh, so it's a well-specced Escalade. The Escalade IQ as a full-size electric SUV will start from $130,000 so you're paying a pretty penny for a full uh, for a fully electric SUV if you think about it that is. Alrighty this finally leads to the end of this week's episode um, again, when you don't record an episode after so many weeks, you kind of lose the hang of things, and you kind of lose the habit of recording in one go. But, um, yeah. What do you think of everything you've heard today? Let me know. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, or x.com, or TikTok. And TikTok, sorry. I'd underscore my 99. Follow me there if you can. If you mean by Twitter, that's basically x.com slash... Say it underscore my own 99. Follow me there if you can. Also, I'm on threads too, same handle. Uh, again, don't forget to send a thread my way. I'll be happy to talk with you uh, if that's possible. Subscribe where you're listening right now. Uh, share this podcast to your friends and family. And if you liked it, leave a review on Apple or Spotify if you can. But without further ado, until uh, next week, this is your boy, Mountain signing out. Where we are, what are we up to? I hope you're doing fine and I hope you're doing well. And again, I'll see you next week with another episode of Mom's Guys Talk, alright? Take care, you guys. And yeah, thank you for listening. Ciao.